0: If you haven't heard it, you gotta take a listen to a podcast, and the podcast is called The Two Ramblers. It's a lot of laughs. Well, you know that's entertaining. <laughs>
1: 90s callback. Whoa! (laughs) Welcome to the entertaining Two Ramblers podcast, where middle-aged guys talk Ramblers hoops from a very different perspective. I'm your host with the jokes from the class of 1994, Dauber, and as always, the analyst with the attention to details from the class of 1998 sammy d welcome in welcome in what's up
0: Dobber? Woo! i don't know about you but that was a barn burner last night oh <laughs> i know uh
1: yeah i um wow I, I i uh had to play a little jeans there just to, because they have the dog sound because that was the that was a dog game if i ever saw one that's a road dog game
0: that was the epitome of the road dogs. Yeah,
1: yeah, epitome of the road dogs. So we are breaking down uh, two non-stellar games, uh, but two wins nonetheless in the valley for the Ramblers over the S.I.U. Salukis. And a Saluki is what? A, 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 a an, an Egyptian, Egyptian dog.
0: Dog. Yep. Okay. An Egyptian dog
1: bred to run on the sand. Great. Um well, um uh I don't know where to start here. We had a rescheduled game from from the from what, January 6th. First 2nd. week of January. Yeah. Yeah. First week of January. So that's why we had kind of this back-to-back uh home and away uh competition and uh, where do you want to start? You want to start on Tuesday night or you want to do you want to go backwards from uh, last night's uh debacle?
0: Um yeah, let's start with Tuesday night, because that at least had some, a few more positives, um, and then we'll move into Thursday's um, offensive, wow. <laughs> I just, literally no words. So let's start with Tuesday Wait,
1: oh, they just clanked another three. <laughs> I don't have the clank sound. It sounded that bad, though. It was like, oh my, oh my gosh, that
0: was brutal.
1: Okay. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about Tuesday night. Uh, good. What what did you see?
0: Well, Tuesday, I think was the, I, again, it was another, this was, the, this was the Tuesday night was the epitome of the SIU Loyola matchup moving forward. Um, two teams that really, it, I, the thing that came away from these two games in particular, but Tuesday night um, even more so was this is the big brother, little brother playing each other at, you know, on the court everybody knows their moves everybody there's nothing they're going to do that's going to surprise them and and so it, it just was that's what it, it, this is going to be a defensive showdown and well and, you know who wins that matchup the big brother of course <laughs> i don't i don't yes that was i, I should have i should have cued you up i don't know you
1: know what i took it off the board i don't have any more so the big brother yeah, the big brother. And so it, it,
0: it, uh, Southern, number one defense in the Missouri Valley. Loyal is number two. Um, that may shift a little bit because of these two games and the fact that the Ramblers won both. Um, <laughs> but, it, it, yeah, it, it was two hard-fought games. Um, the first game, I, I was really encouraged by the first game because, again, the first half, they, were, they went into the half up which is something that we've not seen in the last few weeks and so that was encouraging um and then to see uh, them uh, missouri uh, southern come back in the second half uh, at least tighten it up but then the ramblers pull it out uh, very for a con- not a convincing win but just of like okay a comfortable win if you will um and so yeah, it was just it was a good game uh, just to kind of like okay they won at home it was it wasn't the heart Heart medicine needed game and uh, and then they got ready for Thursday night. Well, I who did you have
1: for the Mad Hammer Hawes player of the game on Tuesday night?
0: Well, looking back over my notes, um, pull it up here. Um, the the thing that really kind of that jumped out to me was I love that just that the gritty game by Lucas. Um, you know, he was five of eight, three, three for three from three, uh, seven to nine from the free throws. But I would say my, um, to go off script, if you will, um, is once again, you know, Braden Norris, um, he didn't have a great shooting night, but he was six of six from the line. And, um, because he basically took all the free throws down the stretch, um, to close it up and then had four rebounds and four assists. Um, so just, I felt like that was, um, it was really it had two steals as well. So it was just an, all around a good game for him. Um, excited to see, to see that. Um, now that I'm looking back at the, the stats, just looking like Chris Knight didn't have any points in that first game, which is kind of surprising, but yeah, no, um,
1: and, and uh, you know who had a good, pretty good game for us uh, was Ugwak that first game. Yeah. No, no, he did, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm going to pick the JB's giant play of the game. Please do. And um, it was so annoying because I, I saw this play. I immediately said, that is the JB's giant play of the game. I, I'm going to call it. And, of course, it got on Twitter and, and it also, they they showed it a couple times uh, in the wrap-up, I think. And it was Chris Knight. He he had no points. He was 0 for 1 in the game. Uh, he did have a couple of blocks um, and, and a steal. And he also had a, you know, in the, in, the, in last night's game, he had a couple of uh, great blocks at the end. Uh, but he did one amazing thing in this game that I have not seen a lot from him this year. He had the sickest dime to... Uh, Braden Norris cutting to the hoop, and we saw what looked a little more like the old Crutwig-type uh, play where he was kind of um, uh, near the free throw line or a little above it and kind of kind of scanning, and Norris cuts to the hoop, and it was just a great basket. And I just thought it would be interesting to see if that could be something Chris Knight could add to his game. Obviously, he's getting a lot of the back end, of those kind of plays, you know, cutting to the hoop and those, Mm -hmm. those, what we haven't named that play yet, whatever that thing is, where they kind of throw it in as he's going up. Um, but, uh, it would be cool to see if he could come out sometimes and, uh, and distribute the ball like that. I don't know if that's in his game or not, but it definitely was exciting to see.
0: Yeah, I would agree. It, it, it definitely, he is revealing himself more and more to be just a great all around player. And I, There's been a a buzz on Twitter, at least from the Loyola fans, of like, you know, why is he not starting? Why is he not starting? It's like, it it was said last year, starting is for high school. Who plays the most minutes? That's what we're concerned about. Starting the first five minutes, big whoop de doo you know. Um, We're not, it doesn't matter if he starts and then, but it's like he comes in that second wave, and then uh, I think that's what he the greatness of his role is that he comes in that second wave and provides that boost to that jump. And so, and his game is becoming, I feel like exponentially better every game. Um, There's things added to it. And his defense in particular is just uh, coach drew said it after last night was, it it is becoming more and more elite. And so um, it's exciting to watch. And so, yeah, I think he's doing all the little things uh, right. I mean, five rebounds for Tuesday night. Yeah, he didn't score, but he had five rebounds and uh, an assist. There's your, you know, your JB play, giant play of the game. And so that um, was, yeah, just exciting to see him kind of round into form of um, that could provide great minutes uh, down the stretch.
1: Well, yeah, and it was interesting in that first game, um, it was Tom Welch who got all the minutes, I think, at the center. Uh, I mean, he yeah. had 15 minutes. I mean, it, 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 you know, no one had a lot. Of, Jacob had nine minutes, uh, and Chris was in for 19. So, wait, did I have that wrong? Wait. No, no, that's right. Uh, wait, sorry, I messed this up. Tom Welch. Oh, Tom Welch was in for 15. I was saying who else had the minutes in that because right. – uh Jacob didn't play, but but uh, I'm wondering, um, yeah, I'm wondering this strategy of bringing Knight off the bench. I could imagine if you know uh Hudson is such a big body that you bang around with him for a few minutes, and right when you're starting to get a little winded or you feel like you're kind of whatever <laughs> you feel like you've kind of established yourself all of a sudden, the knight comes in and is doing some different things. Um, is a right. li- you know his footwork is a, I think a little better and in, in terms of, and he's a little smaller too right so he's a little more shifty I think um are they is he smaller
0: he is right I think he's like six six eight six nine whereas Hoodie's six ten okay all right well anyway so uh,
1: let's put a bow in in. In the game number one and let's get to this uh, let's get to this dog
0: game uh, from last night. Uh, one, or, one, other, oh, yeah. one other thing uh, yeah uh, from Tuesday night and, and particularly even Thursday night too but the last few weeks in particular yes the offense has struggled no doubt but the one thing that they have not struggled with is their free throws and so once again Tuesday night showed they were fourteen of seventeen from free throws from the free throws and their opponents uh, SIU was nine of 12. So they, they scored more than SIU shot. Um, And and, and it just really speaks to their offenses. Like, Hey, we may struggle from, you know, from offensively, but like, Hey, we're still going to get points. So you better, you know, not let us get to the line. And so it just, it's showing their maturity as a team saying, Hey, the shots may not fall, but we're still going to score. So because And then defensively, as it showed the last two games, we're not going to let you score. Um, so that's why, again, it goes back to what I find kind of fascinating about this week is you had two really great defensive games uh, you know, following that Missouri State game. So I'm wondering if something like it, it clicked or, or just like they realized, man, we got to play defense. And I'm, I'll be interested to see how that goes forward.
1: Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's get into that second game. This is Thursday night's game. Uh, we won forty four to thirty nine over Southern. Uh, let me. I want to take out one player's stat line, uh, and then I just want to read the uh, the field goals uh, for the Ramblers here. Are you ready? Ready for this? Yeah. I'm taking one player out, and you might one guess who. One player out. You you might guess who he is. I'm going to throw one guy out. Uh the outlier in in this let me let me read some of these sets. This is the winning team, guys. Uh one for eight, one for five, one for three, two for twelve, two for six, zero for zero, zero for one, one for one, uh, zero for one, and zero for two. That's the winning team, minus yeah. Chris Knight, who went seven for nine. <laughs> uh, you
0: know, you know, I'm gonna bust out the calculator. What
1: <laughs> it is twenty percent. It is twenty percent. I already did it, buddy. It, I already did it. I used my liberal arts mathematics from Dunbar Hall, my C -- I did it. I took it out. If you take out Chris Knight's uh, field goals, that we went eight for 39, which is 0.20 for the wow. game for the game. 20 percent. Uh, with Chris Knight, we, we ended the game at 31 percent. That's pretty crazy. So uh, crazy. Uh, all right. What did you see in this game? I think I, I'll tell you when I felt confident that we were going to win. Uh, it it's, there was a point in the game where I felt confident we were going to win. I'll tell you why, but you tell me what you saw.
0: Uh, well, I missed the, I missed the first half live. And then, so saw the second half and then came back and watched it again. Um, probably not a good idea, busting out the Woodford reserve, uh, for that first half. Cause by the end of it, I was like, I got to go to bed. This is, this is brutal. Um, I saw again, two, two defenses that were like, you're not going to score. You cannot win if you don't score. Um, there were not too many open looks or, um, uh, movement to the ball to an open look, because it just like every time there was a pass, there was somebody in front of it. Um, and so, This was going to be a game. The first one to fifty wins, and no one even made it to fifty. Um, so uh, again, this is one of those games where it's like find a way to win and get out of the door, get out of the gym with a win, and they did. So,
1: yeah, they found a way to win. Um, it was nice to beat uh, Lance Jones from Evanston. Isn't he from Evanston? Yes. Yeah. Uh, guys, I, I live in Skokie, and so, you know, we kind of have a, a little brother complex with, with Evanston. So it's always good to see an Evanston wild kit on yes. the, on the uh, losing end of a, of a competition. Uh, by the way, uh, the sophomore team for, uh, for for the Vikings went over and played the wild kits the other day and uh, got got shot out of the gym the the wild kits uh sophomore team so we're going to be beat by them probably for the next three years um they're not going anywhere so anyway uh um, oh that's too bad so so yeah it i always love it and and i still feel like uh as a loyola team obviously we we've gotten some great guys from the local area but i do feel like it'll be cool if we can continue to improve our rep, if we start getting some of these studs from around here, as opposed to having them get, get, you know, you know, picked up by other guys. I mean, uh, no, no offense to, to Lance Jones, but I'd love to see him as a Rambler. I mean, um, you know, that type of guy, I would love to see us getting some of these guys, especially from the, 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 the North suburbs. I mean, the teams I'm watching.
0: Right.
1: Um, So, um, there's some good guys around here. So, there's a guy I, I love who is the freshman starting point guard for the uh, Niles North Vikings. I don't know if there's any scouts who listen to this show, but uh, Reed Olson, everyone, Reed Olson, <laughs> please uh, send a send a Loyola scout out there. I don't know if it's legal for me to talk about this. I don't know. If yes, it is a-
0: legal for you to talk about. Him, <laughs> okay, but it's not legal for anyone on the Loyola. Uh, coaching staff too
1: okay well if there's a scout who could 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 uh could head up to skokie and and scout reed olson everybody
0: i think you just start taking video and just you know funnel it to uh he had a game
1: winner this year that was pretty and uh he's the point guard and he had a he had a game winner from the logo he um so i mean he it was pretty amazing so there is some twitter footage of that or some instagram footage so anyways Anyways. all right back to uh to the game so um Obviously, Chris Knight was working working inside. Almost all of our points came from the paint.
0: Yes, this uh, t- uh, Thursday night's game, if anything, the, the th- it was ride the night train. I, I just kept going choo-choo the whole game because... Uh, can we can we get a dabber i don't have it i don't have it you oh. know,
1: i don't have it 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 i moved it uh i moved it after the last one and i meant to put it back and i didn't so all aboard the night
0: train All aboard
1: the night train <laughs> and, uh,
0: and uh oh speaking of that yeah so i put that out on twitter all aboard the night train you know chris knight your your conductor lucas williamson liked it up i'm like yeah fanboy
1: <laughs> yes okay awesome well that's cool um I don't know if you've heard it, but uh Lucas Williamson is narrating a uh, movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes uh,
1: which I'm excited to watch I'm joking I'm just yeah, joking no, no, about no. the I'm, all serious I'm joking about the that. four months of promotion <laughs> yes <laughs> and every and every announcer uh goes into his uh his press packet and and mentions that uh, which is cool, but it's just funny. Yeah, it's, it's like the, put the movie uh, out already.
0: No, no. What what it is is in the final four year, it was the hey, uh Ben Richardson and Clayton Custer, they played in third grade basketball, you know, kind of thing, where it's like every game they gotta mention that. And so right. or last year was, hey, Cam Crutwick, he plays the harmonica. So this year it's hey, Lucas Williamson, he narrated and right. wrote a movie. So yeah. Cam Crutwig is a big
1: Chicago Bears fan. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes he he's a kid from the northern suburbs uh you know anyway um yeah i love that stuff uh especially since you know again we're not we don't have consistent uh people covering our games so it's always someone different from one of these one of these different you know outfits like cbs or nbc sports right all right well here is the point in the game
0: Yes. What was the point that all of a sudden it it, it turned? Okay, so it, it was. The, I, I'm calling this now. The Dabber got up to get a drink. No, it yeah.
1: was. It oh. wasn't
0: that. It wasn't
1: that. But this is prior to the, uh, to the Lucas three pointer. Uh, okay. Or maybe maybe right before he scored. We're we're you know we're back and back. We're trading the lead. We're getting down to the end. Last two minutes. And you could go back and look at the the stats or whatever. And I look down in the corner of the box, and I see that we have like five team fouls, and they have nine. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, game over, because yeah. I I I because you know they weren't call They were letting them play. Oh my gosh, were they ever? They were letting them play, but I just said, boy, you know. With nine team fouls, anything, you know, a a, a, a bad a bad foul, a a, um, a blocking foul, all of a sudden we're at the line, mm-hmm. and I just had this feeling that if the game is even, and and they're on the double bonus, and we we have five fouls, I just I just think it's gonna we're gonna get to the line a few times. Yeah. Then Lucas scores and we we go up by 3, right? I think. And then he then they, we get the ball back and wait, no, no. Do we go up by 2? I don't even remember. What did he get first? The 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 interior bucket or the three-pointer? The Lucas got the interior bucket then the three-pointer. Right. So he got that interior bucket, that put us up by 2. Then I think we got a stop and then he got the three. Yeah. And and we were at eight or nine fouls at that point, and I just thought game over. Now I didn't think it was fair in the sense of like we we were we were losing a lot of that game, but but yeah, I mean that foul game is big for us. I think you know the more that we can get fouls and the more that we can get to the line, we seem to be winning games at the line. Yeah,
0: and uh, for me the the the. The JB giant play of the game was the one. It was right near the end of the game. Um, was about two minutes left. But the thing that stuck, out, and this speaks to Chris Knight and his defense more than his offense, uh, even though his offense was the reason why we were winning that game. But he is guarding Marcus Damask, and it was one of those moments where it's like he's really got to step up because that's their best player. He's gonna score. Um, and if you do and he not only he he would them up effectively to the point that he uh, he blocked him and then somehow they, he got the damask got the ball back this is uh, at about the um, the one minute to go mark so it's 4037 it's it's the game is still in balance um, and he blocks them um, or no, I'm sorry he defends them to the point that it was a really rough shot, but somehow Damas comes up with the ball. That's what it was. And it was just like he, he, around like three guys. It was just one of those crazy bounces and also ends up in Damas's hands. He comes back to Knight and tries to get get in on him and night just d's him up. You know, he, he it's called wall where he just is a wall. And as soon as Damas goes up, his arms go up and he swats it and just another is, I think his third block for the day. Um, but it was, it was one of those moments where like, wow, that was really awesome to watch you know, great defense. And it, it led to then offense because then uh, Norris got the ball and then free throws and, and the game was then salted away. But it was like, it was in the balance. And here was two back to back defensive plays where their best player had the ball and could not get a good shot. And then was blocked in the second shot. And it was totally, it was all Chris Knight.
1: Yeah. I, I I do remember that sequence and I think I think if I'm remembering it correctly, he sets that wall. Damask puts up a, a kind of a crappy shot. It it bounces around. And somehow, I don't know if they switched or something, but someone else kind of is in front of Dumask and he loses sight of Chris Knight, goes yeah. up for that second shot, and Chris Knight comes from kind of out of the frame. And swaps it and just it. destroys it, yeah. And and yeah, they definitely caught it uh, in the broadcast last night. They they um, they showed that sequence. So uh, yeah, it's like I guess I guess everyone's watching the same game as us. Like we're these <laughs> these JB giant play
0: of the game. I guess these uh, these pros can yeah. see it too. So uh, but that but that it, it epitomized this game where it was like it's it's a every basket is crucial. And here was two in, an inst, a trip down the court for SIU where they had two opportunities and Chris Knight thwarted both of them. And it was just like, and so I, I remember watching it live and just, I'm at the edge of, edge of the couch and I'm jumping up because I was like, that was a, I was like, yes! Uh, because it was just, it was great defense, you know, uh, preceded by a layup that put them up by three, by, by night actually. And uh, as I look back at the play-by-play, and so here was, he went offense right into defense and then, but doubled up his defense, which you tend to, uh, if you make a great defensive play, there's tends to be, if they get an offensive rebound, there tends to be the, the law of averages says there's going to be a, a a shot for them because they've had two chances, if not more. And here was a chance for Knight to not only defend well on one, but then defend well on the second opportunity and, and then close the door.
1: Well, Knight uh, with this second game has done something no Rambler has ever done in the history of the two Ramblers podcast he has secured the Matt Hawes hammer player of the game for heart and hustle and the JB's giant play of the game the first time ever a two uh, two award player and uh, I should have the uh, I should have the James Brown sample right now but I don't (laughs) <laughs> uh, so congratulations to Chris Knight, who, who, I don't know, by the end of the season, it could be the Chris Knight award for heart and hustle. It, uh,
0: if he keeps playing like this, it, yeah, it's very well quickly could be that way.
1: Well, there's been talk about him being the sixth man of the year in, in the Valley. And, uh, I, I you know, I, I, I don't know some of these other rosters. We've got to still see Drake and who's coming off the bench there, but gosh, I, it seems like it'd be hard to, uh, to miss him. And his play, and obviously the the NBC guys, uh, totally noticed. I mean, uh, he was keeping us in the game, literally, right uh, throughout. Yeah, I
0: mean, it, it, he has the potential if things keep going at, on the trajectory that he is to not only be um, possible six man, but also possible newcomer and possible def- all defensive team, which is that's a pretty good, that's a pretty amazing feat. Um, so. Yeah, kudos to kudos to him. All
1: right. Well, we got a couple other uh, items we need to get to. Um, one of them is the uh, the Drew shoes this week. Um, yes. So Coach Drew, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with last night. It was easy to spot last night's low top dunks or, or yeah, low top dunks. Uh, they're black and white and they're nicknamed the Panda Dunks. So they busted out Panda Dunks. I have not seen Panda Dunks this year. Now, for those out in the Two Ramblers audience, Tuesday night is a bit of a mystery. Uh, I can't tell if it's a basketball shoe or a trackie shoe. It looks, um, I can't, I mean, it's a Nike with a white swoosh, white bottom. Uh, it's, it's black or dark gray. It's got a white heel. It kind of looks like a runner's shoe or a throwback shoe, but I it could be. I don't think it's Air Force Ones. I have no idea what it is. So if anyone don't knows. Put, put,
0: put it out there. Well, I put it on Twitter,
1: to... and I asked Drew Shoes, who, by the way, Drew Shoes doesn't tweet about the shoes. It's just his nickname. Hmm. He doesn't always tweet about the shoes. I went on to Drew Shoes' Twitter to find out. By the way, he got a shout-out. In one of the games, they're like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, hey, uh, a really entertaining uh, Twitter follow is Coach Drew Shoes. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So Mm, I love that stuff. I love that (laughs) that, that color commentator uh, stuff. So, yeah, Coach Drew Shoes, I went to the Twitter thing, and I go, okay, well, he had to have figured out what shoes it was. No, he didn't. So and then I tweeted him, and I expected by this morning I would get like a response. Oh, those are this or that. Nothing. So it's like, come on! If, come if, on, if you're going to call yourself Drew Shoes, freaking know tell us. Shoes. Yeah, tell us what the shoes it's are. The shoes. Yeah. come on, Mars. Yeah, come on. So I was like, I don't know. So um, that was annoying. Um, and then another piece of business: uh, we actually have a real time text from Uncle Jeffy during the the Two Ramblers podcast. It was. It was just sent uh, twenty minutes ago, fifteen minutes ago, right when we started. Yeah, and, real time. and I think he got in his car to commute, and of course we got about six inches on the ground right now, so he's probably stuck in his car driving to work. <laughs> and this is what he typed out, probably while he was you know on the Kennedy.
0: I, I, I love the fact that he just texts you, like I you know it's like I'm not here, like I'm not a part of the Two Ramblers podcast. Well, here's what he wrote. So,
1: <laughs> so what? Sammy could not squeeze podcast time in during the next, in the last two days. And then he says this as the only loyal listener, (laughs) I think you need to get his priorities straight. Mm. Okay. Well, I have to, I have to call, uh, call Uncle Jeffy here. Uh, It was me who said, let's, let's pair up the Saluki games and do one. We don't want to, fatigue our fans or exactly we don't want to fatigue our fans with multiple saluki games in one week so i said let's wait till friday to do it and uh, so that was me and i think that was the right call yes yes we've the, the 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 rambler two ramblers audience of sixty sixty lone souls will will be happy with with the fact that we paired these two together, especially since they were kind of dog games even even tuesday night 's game, while it was a little better uh, was a little painful to watch. Um, I think it was you said this off the air, it was like watching old people have sex. <laughs>
0: you were supposed to hear that oh my <laughs>
1: uh, I just I was trying to slip that in it, it sounds like an old like Dan Sheehan uh, line or something it's like old oh, people having sex Ow. <laughs>
0: um, and I meant mentioned- to hey, uh, sh- uh, speaking of our loyal fans uh, shout out to Susan Hanna who said uh, she's a big fan of the show um, she said last podcast was great keep them coming so Susan we're, we're doing our best
1: uh yeah, there was another one. Uh, uh, we oh we got a lot of we got a, we got some love about our anti uh, Packer fan oh, Rambler yeah. thing. Frank
0: Frank the K yeah nice. Frank yes. the K
1: liked us calling that out. And then um, Mike Hudson, uh, no, uh, relation to Jacob Hudson, uh
0: yeah, his his dad.
1: Yeah, Mike Hudson invited me over to Section Two Hundred Nine uh, to check out his seats uh, for yes. the next game. And Thanks, uh, Mike. And I'm actually sitting in that section for Evansville, the last game of the year, so I will get a chance to see what it's like in that section. But yes, I am on and- the prowl for future seats for me because I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a habit to be going to these games from now on out. Uh, so right. I need to find where I need to sit because I need right. I I need my own seats and I need uh, uh, there's a couple things I need uh, for for it to work. I I can't I don't think I can sit behind the the wolf section. back. That that's not yeah. going to work for me. It's not that I don't like standing up. I do. I like standing up a lot. But if my whole section isn't standing up, I I need right. to see what's happening on the on the end line and the or on the uh, the uh, the foul yes. sideline. That that doesn't work for me to to not see half you know a good portion of the game. So right. um, so I need a little better view than that, and I also need. To be close enough where I can yell at opposing players, just because <laughs> just I so they can hear you. Because just just if you guys if you guys um, I, I would have been yelling at Marcus Dumask. Uh, just there was something about him that just annoyed me, and so if I were there, I would have been yelling at Marcus Dumask. So Yes. so I need to be just a little closer. Oh, I'm so I'm sure I, you
0: definitely would have called out. Uh, lance and the the wild kits well i don't it
1: it depends i mean it's not that i i like seeing a wild kit lose this lance jones seems like a nice guy maybe he again (laughs) he might have been good on the the ramblers i just would love him to come to the ramblers so right uh anyway all right so who do we got now oh i know what we have next the drake bulldogs yes on
0: sunday right yep on sunday let me where is my schedule um, I, I, oh, I was, I was looking back and I, cause we did a quick, uh, pivot with our, our games I, there in the last five years, I have not found a game where they scored under 50 points and won. there's a number of games where they scored under, you know, 40 or, or, or less and lost, but there's not one game where they scored 45 and one. So a little tidbit there, Uh, but yeah. Hey, cool story, bro. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so they got um, on Sunday is Drake. So uh, number one, number two teams in the conference. Um, And then as I scroll down and then, uh, and then we go back to the regular scheduled um, Wednesday, Sunday, uh, set up. So I'm hoping that as they play Sunday, because now it's, you know, Thursday to Sunday, so that's a little bit of a break, but like, as then they do Wednesday, so they get in that rhythm where they could get their legs back, get, um, get some rest and be able to iron out the offensive issues, because here's two things that I would really love to see moving forward is um, Schweiger uh, you know, the, the BC boy lineup, I feel like it's only been one BC boy that's shown up to play uh, the last few nights, um, and, and that's Braden. But, so I, I would love to see Tate Hall and Schweger get their offensive game back. Uh, and then I would like to see, um, you know, Keith Clemens be able to round a little more into form. Uh, we've seen. Uh, S- uh, sparks of that or, or flashes of that um and so i would like to see that and so hopefully as the as we do the wednesday sunday wednesday sunday because at the end of the season we do then the crate it's a crazy last week where they play saturday at home versus drake monday at illinois state wednesday against home in evansville and then saturday at northern iowa that's going to that's the end of the season so it's like that that last week is just going to be crazy town and so i like them to you know rest up and kind of get in a rhythm for those uh, for that final push
1: i agree and i i would love to see um uh i you know I, I i mentioned this last time i i when we played missouri state i went back and watched a little of the uh, Loyola-Illinois matchup from last year just because I think I mentioned this in the last podcast you know there was Io DeSumo this great guard and then there was a pretty dominant center and and I, obviously Missouri State's um, uh, two studs are not quite at the same level as those two guys but I I wondered what our game plan was and if you remember that game um, you know first play kind of from the from the jump was Crutwig driving the lane and going right at Kofi Coburn, like right into him. And there was a lot of times when he was pushing in and being aggressive in the paint. And one of the things I would like to see with Chris Knight is if we could, um, you know, maybe start with a little of that, um, or, or even Hudson where we're, where we're, that's what we're going for first. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it would be cool if we could establish our paint, and then I think they were even saying it in the game. The the, the announcers in this game were pretty smart, or, or maybe it was the other game. They were talking about you know, get into the paint and start start, um, and then and then kick out, or then kind of yeah. go go from
0: inside out. And, yeah, that, that's how they refer to it as inside out. So they you know they pound in the paint and then it, and it freezes. and then it's the defense tends to collapse then it's to the kick out to the three which I mean that is that is the epitome of our offense um, and so it, yeah it would be really good to see that played out a little bit more and then with ball movement um, and then yeah just some opportunities for Schweiger to you know get that post up game because I think that can be really effective and so just like I would just love to see yeah great win on Sunday and then be able to get right over these next couple of weeks uh, for that final week and then into March Arch Madness. Arch Madness then March Madness. All right. Well,
1: we've done it. A twofer. You've been listening to the entertaining Two Ramblers podcast where middle-aged guys talk Ramblers hoops from what, Sam?
0: A different perspective. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm your host with the jokes dauber and of course the analyst with the attention to details sammy d uh is here and he had plenty of time to record podcasts this week um, but dauber said wait till friday to record it so <laughs> suck it uncle jeffy stuck in traffic probably going to work um anyway uh for sammy D. This is Dobber signing off. We'll see you next time, probably Monday, for a wrap-up of the Drake game. Go Ramblers. Go Ramblers.